In Genesis 8 and 9 this week, yesterday we finished uh, chapter 8, and today we're going to jump into chapter 9. And once again, we are tweaking just a little bit um, the verses that we're going to study. If you are following along in the Insights homework, um, we're on day 3, but today we're going to read Genesis 1. uh, Nope, we're not going back to 1. We're reading Genesis 9, verse 1 through 17 instead of um, through 19. So... Terry, you want to take it away for us? Sure will. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and on all the birds of the sky, every creature that moves along the ground, and on all the fish in the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about, everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. And for your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal and from each human being too. I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on earth. That word kind has taken on such a new meaning to me. Um, You know, now I think of every kind, the bird kinds, the cat kinds, dog kinds, and how, what a different meaning this whole thing has given that to me in this context. I thought you were going to say in this kind of discussion. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, ladies, let's be kind. Come on. Uh, on. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Well, God gives us like a lot of, not us personally, but mankind, a lot of instructions and a lot of promises here. Like this is a loaded passage of scripture, a loaded passage of scripture, because we see here where um, we can now eat the, the, I don't know what I was going to say. Eat the eat animals. Dust? Were you going to say eat the, the dust? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I was going to say. Um, yeah, that was weird. Anyway, uh, where we can eat animals now. Okay. And I don't know how many times I've read this, but it didn't occur to me ever until I was reading it actually this morning before we were recording where it said, I will demand an account, an accounting from every animal. For the lifeblood. And I was like, oh. So I actually did a little more research into that. Did did that strike any of you at all? Yeah. I I noticed it. Yeah, but I didn't research anything. So um, verse 9.5 says, I will demand an accounting from every animal. Um, And I have little notes here. It says, God himself is the great defender of human life, which is precious to him because man was created in his image. And because man is the earthly representative and focal point of God's kingdom. In the theocracy kingdom of God, which was established at Sinai, a domestic animal that has taken human life was to be stoned to death. Wow. Huh. Okay, Those we still do brain that. Is spinning. <laughs> well, we still do that. Like if there's a dog that attacks or something like that, mm-hmm. the dog's put down. Yeah. Um, so it's if it's taken, but not necessarily for food, or is there anything about that? See, that kind of struck me, the dread of humans. That they're afraid yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why did God do that? That, does, that doesn't make sense. Well, before, me. the animals were not afraid at all, right? right? And they would right. just come up to Noah, and it didn't matter because, or anybody, I should say. Yeah. They would just come to people because they were safe. Now right. they're not safe. They're not safe, yeah. Not safe anymore. Now they're on the food chain. Yeah. Right. And, and this really does. Shift. So maybe yeah, that's this... God's mercy for the animals, that they won't come up to us anymore. Now we have to go hunt them. We have to go seek them out if we want them for food. Yeah, but why not keep everybody vegan? Well, that's an interesting. I'm, I'm it's just part of the curse about that. Okay, that could yeah. make sense. Yeah. Because sin does have that type of progression. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. I I was, as I was reading, there was a part, I don't know if it was necessarily here, but it was like um, the, the amount of blood that's been shed on this earth. The only way that soil can be redeemed is if it, the blood of the person who took that blood is on the earth again and I was like, we're going to need to tiptoe because I really think there's blood all over this earth. Oh, yeah. I really do. Yeah. Thankfully, the shedding of the blood for Jesus is what has covered us, yeah. which is grateful. But I'm back on my earth thing, but go ahead. Well, I think it's pretty interesting the, the delineation between um, murder. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and killing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's only if you intentionally take another human's life that your life is required to be taken. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, God's, God's recognizing that sometimes things might happen, you know, accidents mm-hmm. might happen. You might not have intentionally killed someone. And so he's made some provision for that. But he's establishing right here that man is made in my image. And so out of respect for that, there, there's not going to be killing. That is not going to be okay under any circumstance. For, I mean, murder. Murder is mm-hmm. not going to be okay. I read something the other day about um, a couple of kids in Chicago who killed other kids, you know, kind of gang violence stuff. They're not going to be prosecuted because it was deemed a reciprocal act. Yes, I heard that. that? I mean, it's just crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to let kids go out there, and if I get mad and I want to shoot you, then it's okay if you shoot me back, and nobody, you know, because that's a reciprocal action. It's just craziness. Mm -hmm. So no respect for human life is what that boils down to. And God's establishing, you know, we're going to respect human life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the part where I was remembering, don't pollute the land where you are, that's in Numbers. Mm-hmm. It's one of those series of verses where God says, um, he does have that. He does have the sanctuary. Well, maybe sanctuary not. It's so funny. But the sanctuary cities are set up for people who accidentally kill. And so just to kind of get clear on some situations in that, um, listed by David Gusick is some samples of what killing looks like. It could be in self-defense, could be capital punishment with a due process of law, killing in a just war. Um, There's times where it's accidental too. So like you were saying, there's times people are killed, but it's not intentionally. Murder is very different because it's an intentional taking of the image of God. And now we come to abortion. Mm. It's an intentional, intentional killing of the image of God mm-hmm. and people may, may not be able to see it. And so I, I think, I think it's important to tell the truth about that. Um, and to also know that there's mercy and grace. God has sanctuary cities for the people. Of the old Testament started setting that up, but our sanctuary is Jesus Christ. And if we go to him and we talk to him about something like that, that we have done, there is, when we're honestly confess, God does redeem us. There's no question about that. So if people have had um, situations where there's been an abortion, the truth is that was murder. The truth is God has a plan of redemption for us. Um, so we don't need to, to live in that, the pain and the anguish of that. We can always go to God and we always have redemption and, um, he, it's like, it's not just redemption, but there's this healing that he provides for us with that. So I know I went really hard all of a sudden, but the, the part, anyway, I don't know if anybody has anything they wanted to say about that or not necessarily. I agree with you. Yeah. God cares for us deeply. That's that other part, like Terry, yesterday when you were talking about the covenant with Abraham, Mm -hmm. um, 
the, it was cool. Like when you start looking at that, these covenants that God creates, those royal grants. Um, it, where is it? It's in Abraham. It's kind of cool how how that's pictured in Scripture. Is that God cuts in half two halves? The animals get cut in half, and then what would happen like in a wedding ceremony, this would happen at a wedding ceremony and the two parties would walk through that. So interesting how we have the wedding set up. People walk through the aisle in the church. There's the two halves. And the meaning of that is if I break covenant, may I be like them, you know, may I be destroyed or cut in half. Um, And so what happens is then the two parties walk together and then they make their commitments at an altar. What God did with Abraham is um, after the sun was setting, this is um, God, Abra- Abram had laid out the animals, the two halves. And then as the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, know for certain that for um, 400 years, your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, then they will be enslaved. Anyway, things kept moving. God continued to declare his promises then when the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. And that's the symbolism of God only committed on this covenant. God knew we would break covenant constantly with him regarding these things. He knew he would sin over and over and over again. So the, the smoking pot is God walking through the two pieces with that. Um I don't know. I just thought it was really cool symbolism for people to kind of get a picture of how important that is to God and that he knew we would mess up. So mm-hmm. he has this redemption plan for us. And it's so cool to me too, just in thinking of symbolism, that rainbow has two ends, right? And this walking between or remembering that rainbow that's between the two. That's like, and as you kind of continue to look into the symbolisms more, you go into revelations and there's a rainbow. There's a, um, they describe a rainbow. Ezekiel describes a rainbow as the glory of God. So when you mm-hmm. see these rainbows, we all go, oh, or something like that. I think it's just a taste of the glory of God coming through. Mm-hmm. I do. Anyway, and I'm going to stop, you know, yapping on this. But <laughs> I just, it's so cool to me. Anyway. Oh, all y'all want to say anything else? No. <laughs> and it took over there. <laughs> That's Okay. Yeah. Well, God does over and over again remind us um, that He has created a, a covenant and that He has established this covenant, right? Of um, this is not how the world is going to end. So a lot of times we hear like the world is ending. You know, it's it's come. It, he's coming. Jesus is coming. God's coming. Um, look up because. This is it, folks, you know, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people see flooding as a sign of that. And like, just remember that God is never going to take us by flood. Just remember that <laughs> that he has said, like, this is not going to happen. I will never again destroy the earth this way. Um, right. This is a one and done here. Because mm-hmm. um, remember I, how it hurt him, how deeply it hurt him to mm-hmm. have to do that and how his his um, creation was destroyed. That was so painful for him to do yeah. that. Because he spent that first week making everything, creating everything and saying it was good. It was good. It was good. It was very good after Adam and Eve. So yeah, how heartbreaking would that be? 
Um, and to watch, I mean, we know how it is when we watch our children make bad choices and suffer the consequence of those choices. So multiply that by, I don't know how many times for God, how hard that must be, have been for him. Mm-hmm. And even now, um, you know, I, I think back on what those problems were in Genesis that made God so disgusted and, 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 and made him decide that man, you know, we were at, at that point, the majority of people were unredeemable. It was jealousy, anger, rage, murder was going on. There was corruption everywhere. There was violence in every regard. Um, and I think that that just speaks to the fact that that is none of those things are of God and that God is, you know, he is a just God and he's not going to stand by and let that kind of stuff continue to go on without taking some action mm-hmm. um, because he does love us. And those people who, who are not going to get involved in that, he has to do the right thing by them. So like Noah, Noah had a relationship with God. He was a righteous man. He believed. Um, so God sets him aside and he says, okay, to do the right thing by Noah, I'm going to set him aside. I'm going to put him in the ark. I'm going to save him. But everybody else is going to suffer the consequences of all this um, violence, of all this sin. And he sends the flood. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we do want God to be a just God. We do want that justice. We do want that justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But his mercy and his grace yeah. are what we really land on because they overwhelm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. They um, overwhelm even his justice. In in verse 15, it's this is God speaking. He says, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. So and he's talking about when he sees the rainbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the rainbow isn't just a reminder for us, right? It's a reminder to God because even as we God is not even close to human, right? He's he is magnificent and more than we can ever imagine. But um, the Bible talks over over and over again, and he says, remind me, even God says, remind me, or this is going to act as a rem- remembrance, or I will remember. And um, like we talked about yesterday, that's more of like a, not God going, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Or, oh, I forgot about you over there in that big floating ark, the only living things on earth. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, but it's that remembrance is an act. An, um, an act of, I'm going to step in here. So just, just keep that, remember that as you um, keep reading, that God does say, I will remember. I will remember. So, yeah. and it's a two-way street, which mm-hmm. is super awesome. Yeah. You know, um, I'm sorry. Some of the other questions in here, um, like the digging deeper questions on page five and day three, um, it's another um, reminder to us of how God, with the Israelites and then later on with us, the sins are so great. It's When you read through, like if you read the second Kings 17, the sin of Israel is just get, it's worse and worse and worse. So God will send them into captivity, allow them to be cap, um, captured by foreign lands, by foreign kings, and as a punishment, and as a, then they come back to God. 
then they like, oh, we forgot God. What were we thinking? And, they, and they're sorry. And then they come back to God and he forgives them. He makes them victorious, brings them out of captivity. They do it again and again and again. But the thing to, that I really thought of and remember is that I sin. Oh, it's, you know, I may not be um, doing all these horrible things and sacrificing my children to the fire or anything like that. But I do sin every, every day, you know, whatever, how big or small it may be. And God always hears my cries of repentance. And he always hears me when I'm sorry and forgives. And so that's what he does, does with Israel. And so that's that remembering, a part of that remembering too, I think that, you know, we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and I think, you know, Jesus said, it's really better for you guys that I go away because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. So now we have the Holy Spirit in us. And when we sin, he brings that conviction to us. Okay, I've, I've sinned. And so that is a reminder now for me to repent. You know, he prompts me to repentance so that I can take that to the Lord. Um, and then he convinces me that I'm forgiven mm-hmm. um, and that I'm restored um, because Jesus has already paid the price for all of my sin. Um, so I think it, it's a pretty precious thing that at a certain point, he said, you know what, they're just never going to get this. <laughs> they are never going to get it figured out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put the Holy Spirit in them. We're going to let Jesus come and pay for their sins and give them the Holy Spirit so that he can prompt them when they step out of line, when they cross the mark, cross the boundary to repent and then to convince them that now they're going to be okay. I've forgiven them and we can keep moving forward. Um, Very, very precious thing. And he doesn't destroy us. Right. Mm -hmm. No. Because of our, yeah. No. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, Rosemary, do you want to um, pray for us today? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Holy Lord, we just come before you, God, um, humble. Humble by your great plan, Lord. Humble by who you are. Humble that you do remember us, God. Lord, we just um, we just thank you that you sent us the Holy Spirit, Lord, that that is um, a definite possibility that is a part of our world um, that, that the Holy Spirit does whisper us and does convict us when we have sinned. And we also know, Lord, that there's a plan for that, that there is this possibility that if we repent and ask for forgiveness, Lord, that you are there waiting to restore us, waiting to redeem us through Jesus Christ. God, this is an amazing plan. We pray that um, we continue to remember your grace, your forgiveness, your mercy, your goodness, your love, and that you are someone we can trust. So God, if things are happening with any of us today, Lord, we just pray that um, we would sit at your feet, God, that we would go before you, Lord, and ask um, and engage with you, Lord, um, and ask for that grace and that mercy and that forgiveness, Lord. We know that you want to pour that out upon us. We thank you in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.